Hi, and welcome to Around the Loop, a show where we discover what brings people to God and to Weimar Institute. Each episode, we walk one loop around our campus with someone from the Weimar family. You see, the loop is where a lot of Weimar life takes place. It's a half-mile road that circles the campus. It's where we run and walk for exercise. It's where we study, believe it or not, as we quiz each other for tests. It's where we talk over ideas, plans, and problems. And many times, where we pray together. So, we invite you to walk with us as we talk with our guests. We'll get to know their stories and retrace the footprints of their journeys with God. So join us as together we go Around the Loop. Morning, Dr. Bivens. Pleasure to have you with us this morning. How are you? I am great, thanks. Good. So as we begin, tell us about your childhood, your upbringing. Tell us about that. Sure. I actually grew up around here um, in Loomis, which mm -hmm. is just down Interstate 80. Uh, my dad cut firewood for a living, and actually we cut firewood around here. In fact, we cleared most of the black oak off of the Rollins Reservoir before they um, actually flooded it. So, oh, really? So I grew up around here, went to... Um, Sacramento Academy for all 12 years, all through grade school and academy. So uh, this is uh, home for me. Nice. And what was your what was the spiritual life like in your um, in your household? Well, I'm a fifth generation Adventist. I kind of say, you know, it's it's almost a curse in in some ways because I, you know, you don't really wonder what it's like to actually come to a, a knowledge of the saving relationship of Jesus yeah. Christ because you kind of grew up with it. Mm -hmm. So in some ways. It, it's really good, mm -hmm. but in some ways, I think I miss that special um, privilege of, of really knowing, you know, this aha moment. Yeah. Um, my parents were fairly spiritual, but at age of 14, they got divorced and mm. kind of went through a lot of turmoil. I mean, I stayed close to the Lord probably because I was in an Adventist school and yeah. um, had fairly conservative, um, you know, upbringing, actually. Mm. Interesting. So... Um, how did that divorce affect you personally, like growing up? Was that a really big thing for you? You weren't too old when it happened? Well, I was 14. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at the research on, on divorce, divorce, is, it's never, there's never a good time. Yeah. Um, it's always traumatic uh, sure. because your family separated. You know, the thing is, is, you know, the, the family of God is kind of like your family. And so yeah. you start questioning God, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, why is this happening? You know, you become very introspective and very egocentric and saying, why me? Yeah. Why me? And exactly. the truth is, is why not me? Mm -hmm. yeah. So what was, when you were growing up, what was the, what were your goals? What was, what were your aspirations? What did you want to do? Did you feel God calling you in a certain way growing up? Or was that something that came as you were getting older? Well, when I grew up, there was there were always week of weeks of prayer, you know, a couple of times a year, and typically those were were intended to be kind of emotional. Mm -hmm. And so I would go forward thinking I wanted to be a missionary or I wanted to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a fairly affluent church in Carmichael, and there were probably thirty or forty dentists and physicians. Mm, yeah. And I, I always did well in school, and I said, you know that's what I want to be. Yeah. I want to be one of them because they have prestige and mm -hmm. honor and they drive nice cars. I mean, very 
kind of avaricious reasons, yeah. but I'm thinking, you know, I'm bright and I think I can probably do this. I can go to medical school. Yeah, nice. What was your experience like in medical school? How was that for you? Um, I had gotten married and, and so kind of the, the dating issue was kind of, kind of gone. It was mm -hmm. actually kind of a stabilizing influence. I actually um, really, really enjoyed medical school. It was a good experience. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the spirituality, I would have to say, I went to a Seventh-day Adventist Loma Linda Medical School. Yeah. I would have to say that the spiritual experience was not really uh, amazing. It mm. wasn't impressive. Mm. Um, it, but I mean, I was just kind of, I went to a small little church outside of Loma Linda so I could have a better experience. Mm -hmm. But uh, I wouldn't have to, I'd have to say there was nothing challenging there mm -hmm. about, you know, you should be a medical missionary. You should go mm. overseas. You should do that because there, there really seemed to be kind of a drive of, um, in fact, I had kind of wanted to go into family practice and mm -hmm. there wasn't even a family practice residency at Loma Linda mm -hmm. right. and they really discouraged us. They go, oh, you can do better than that. Mm -hmm. You know, going wow. to internal medicine or something, you know, you shouldn't, you know, the thing, you shouldn't do family practice. Well, family practice was a great entering route mm -hmm. into missionary work exactly. and there was discouragement for me doing that. Mm -hmm. Wow. So what was your radiologist, correct? Yes, correct. What I, was, oh, go ahead. I started out in internal medicine because, mm -hmm. you know, that seemed to be what I, I wanted to do. Actually, toward the end of my first year, your PGY1 year, my yeah. internship year, I got a really bad duodenal ulcer mm -hmm. and was in the hospital for a while. And I sat there in the hospital thinking, you know, I hate my life. <laughs> uh, I'd rather get out of medicine and dig ditches. You know, yeah. I... I was working, you know, really like 130 hours a week. I mean, I had no life mm -hmm. and I thought this can't be how the rest of my life is going to be. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. So I actually, I resigned the rest of the residency, didn't know what I was going to do wow. and actually taught as a medical director of a physician assistant program for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then I finally decided, you know, live the rest of my life. And I knew I needed to take a residency and I made a list one day and turns out that radiology was something that sounded really cool. Mm -hmm. I take took the residency for me. It was the best choice. I've loved yeah. it. I've loved the the practice of radiology. I like digital stuff, and mm -hmm. I watched as it went from analog to completely digital during my career. Yeah, and it's been a it was a great choice for me. Yeah, you talked about the medical missionary missionary work. How how does that fit in with radiology for you? Um, good question. Um, I actually was scheduled to go to India to be the medical director of, actually the head of a radiology department of um, a Christian Medical College in Valor, India. Mm -hmm. um, because of some family issues, it actually didn't turn out, but it would have been a great, um, I mean, just, just because you're a radiologist or maybe a dermatologist mm -hmm. or something like that, doesn't mean you can't be a medical missionary. Exactly. Um, so it would have worked out, but in the meantime, I just started doing a lot of community outreach and lifestyle, mm -hmm. and in many ways, that's probably what ultimately led me here to Weimar. Wow. All right. So tell us about that. Tell okay. us about your Weimar experience. Well, I'll back up a little bit. Um, when I was in training, I start. I was doing stop smoking programs. I was in San Antonio, Texas. In fact, I did probably one of the largest stop smoking programs that's ever been done. Mm. Um, there's a large insurance company there in San Antonio called USAA mm -hmm. and I was asked to come and they gave their employees, they got a half hour for lunch, but mm -hmm. they said, if you come to this program, 
we'll pay for you to come the other half hour. Wow. So we had 780 people <laughs> at a stop smoking program. Oh. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> easy. But I was always involved in lifestyle. But um, you, that question was, how did I get to come here? Mm -hmm. About 10 years ago, Dr. Nedley and I were talking, and he had this vision of starting a hospital here on campus. Now, that vision is still there. Mm -hmm. And part of that was we would do cancer treatment in kind of the conventional way, mm -hmm. but we would add all the lifestyle components that we know. Right. And we, and then we would start doing data. And I actually believe that, for example, chemotherapy, potentially the dose could be reduced in half or more because you're, you're getting the best of both worlds. And when he told me about this vision, I said, I'm in. Yeah. I said, I'll come. You're going to need a radiologist. Yeah. I said, I'll come. I'll be the radiologist. In fact, I'll come and work for free. Wow. So about three years ago, three, three years later, mm -hmm. about six years ago, um, I, we, we had moved to this area and we had wanted to restart the elementary school mm -hmm. and we needed a building. Yeah. And so I went to Dr. Nedley's office and I said, I need a building and I will, I will help financially so this elementary school doesn't cost the budget anything. And so can you give me a building? Yeah. And he said, I'll give you any building you want. I know well, that's a strange answer. Yeah. And he said, because we'd like to ask you to be the chief operating officer. <laughs> and I said, why would I want to do that? Yeah. Because I knew that Weimar was $3 million in debt. Mm -hmm. And I knew he was reaching out to me to kind of tackle this problem. Yeah. And I thought that's an uphill battle that yeah. I don't want to fight. And so I prayed about it for 10 days. I still hadn't given an answer. Mm -hmm. And he called me, he goes, Randy, I really need an answer. And I said, I tell you what, I'll do it for 90 days. Mm -hmm. And if I don't like you and you don't like me, no harm, no foul. Yeah. And, and I said, uh, and so I'll do it under those terms. And, and I said, and you don't have to pay me. Yeah. Wow. And he said, I wasn't going to pay you. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, he remembered the other conversation that we had had. Yeah. And that's a story that I don't always tell. But he already knew that I was willing to be here at no cost. Mm -hmm. And that was six years ago, and God has blessed, and I haven't been paid yet. Wow. But the truth is, I have been paid in miracles. Mm, yeah. I get to witness our New Start guests. I get to witness mm -hmm. our students. I, I get to witness the growth that's, that's happening here. And I tell people I'm the best paid person on campus because I get exactly. paid miracles. Exactly. For, uh, through those six years, what, how have you seen God like leading Leading you, your family, and some of the biggest things you've seen on campus. Well, I, some people have heard the story, but it probably begs to be repeated. I had been here six weeks, mm -hmm. and we had our first face-to-face -face board meeting. Mm -hmm. And I think that they were looking. They, I, was, I was introduced, and it kind of sounded like I was being introduced as the solution to their huge debt. Mm -hmm. And I said, "Wait, wait. Let's imagine you're a family, and you're making just to make it easy, a thousand dollars a month." Mm -hmm and you decide to spend 1100 of it. And you can do that for a while, it's called credit. Yep, exactly. But then in your family council, you decide, I'd like to pay off our house faster. Can you guys explain to me how you would do that? Yeah. And they said, well, you can't. Yeah. And I said, that's the condition that we're in here yeah. at Weimar. Mm -hmm. You want me to service a debt, a $3 million debt, mm -hmm. and we can't even balance our budget. Mm. Yeah. I said, I can't service a debt if I can't. We gotta balance the budget first. I said, let's agree that God helped start Weimar. Mm -hmm. He wanted Weimar here. Mm. 
1978 when it was formed. Mm -hmm. It was a ministry, it was nonprofit, and it's always been that way. Hmm. And I said, if God wants Weimar to stay doing what it's doing, New hmm. Start, still seeing all these patients right. and all these students and the college growing, if, if God wants that to happen, he's going to have to solve the debt. Hmm. Right. Let's let him give us a decided answer to that question. Mm -hmm. And we had about a two-hour prayer session, and we agreed that this was God's debt, and he mm -hmm. was going to have to perform a miracle because we were going to become insolvent. Yeah. We didn't own any of the deeds of trust. Mm -hmm. They were already gone. We couldn't even go to the bank and get a bridge loan because we had no collateral. Wow. We didn't have the deeds. Mm -hmm. So we prayed, and I said, okay, here's the deal. I don't want to hear the word debt out of your mouth again yeah. because that would imply lack of faith. Right. Less than 12 hours later, the next morning, on a Friday morning, our HR director, who is an attorney, Jonathan Zirkel, he came in, took me out of the board meeting. Mm -hmm. And I said, Jonathan, this better be important. <laughs> and he said, it is. It was a letter from a probate attorney from Reno, Nevada. Mm -hmm. And a New Start guest who had come about eight years before, had mm -hmm. lived longer, mm -hmm. loved what he had learned here, but eventually died. Mm -hmm. And in his estate, he had left us 25% of his $8.2 million estate. Wow, a blessing. That answer, that miraculous answer to prayer, happened eight hours after we prayed. Mm. Wow. And that eventually completely took care of our entire debt. Wow. That told me that God can still perform miracles. Mm -hmm. He'll, he still wants Weimar to exist, mm. and he's going to prove it to us in a miraculous way. Wow, what a story. So, you know, you, you know how has God, you know, performed miracles? It's been, I could write a book, yeah, I mean, going. about all of the miracles right. that God continues to do time after time. Mm -hmm. We're here on faith. Yeah, right. Every year... Since then, we have balanced our budget and our asset base has been growing by about a million dollars a year. Wow. Every year. Wow. Year over year. Amazing. In the meantime, we applied for and got approval from the state of California, the BRN, to get the nursing program. Mm -hmm. We have applied for in a six year process through WASC and we got accreditation. Those are all miracles right. that should not have happened mm -hmm. that we witnessed on our, on our watch. Wow. Amazing. So um, what is the, the future as you see it, like in the next five years of Weimar? How do you see that? What do you see happening then? In five years, I'd like to see Weimar not be here. Right, exactly. Because I'd like to see us all in heaven. Mm -hmm. And we should be part of that finishing work. Mm, amen. If time persists, I can see, you know, the trajectory from Weimar for Weimar is we are uh, a standout. Mm -hmm an amazing standout of um, traditional biblical principles of education mm -hmm. and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. We have patients that come here and they're just blown away. We have students that come here and become leaders for the next generation. Mm -hmm. And that's what Weimar is, mm -hmm. will be, and will continue. And in God's providence, we'll continue to grow and be um, a witness and a lighthouse to, to the whole world. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Switching gears back to you for a second before, sure. we, before we close. Um, what kind of advice would you give to people looking for their life calling, um, you know, 
what, how, do, how do we find what God wants us to do? What are some practical ways? Really good question. Um, I think the most important thing that a young person could do mm-hmm. is to identify a mentor, mm. a godly mentor who can give them advice. If you mm. look at the biblical system, the patriarchal system was designed for that. Mm. The patriarch could be a grandfather, a great-grandfather, a great-great-grandfather, but the generations looked to that patriarch for spiritual direction mm-hmm. and what they should do for their life. Mm-hmm. And we would like to believe that parents fulfill that role, right. but parents are only part of that. But what Weimar can provide is spiritual mentors for young people mm-hmm. who are trying to figure out what to do with the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And through those mentors, they can kind of find, discover what God is calling them to do. Well, absolutely. I mean, the truth is, we all have distortions of reality. Mm-hmm. They're called cognitive distortions. Yeah. And what a mentor properly can do is can do what we call cognitive behavior therapy. Yeah. That we can look at the, that what people are saying and we can identify that that's a distortion of reality. Mm-hmm. And we can lead them biblically back to the truth and so we can provide cognitive behavior therapy Mm. for these young people to get readjusted to get rid of their distortions of reality the distortions of the nature of god really Mm. Mm -hmm. so that they can have a more fruitful life and can have eternity Mm. wow wow one last question before we wrap up what is some what's some advice for pre-med or medical students to, to get through the, the grind. Don't um, do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the problem is there's a lot of delayed gratification. Mm, and yep. I would, my advice would be, look, unless you feel profoundly called to go into the medical field, identify why it is. Is it an avaricious reason? Mm. Is it because I want to make a lot of money? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of godly professions that have a tremendous impact on the world. And when I grew up, you know, you'd either become a nurse, a doctor, a pastor or a teacher. Those are the professions yeah. that God was calling into. Yeah. But we now see that being lawyers or engineers or accountants, those are all profoundly needed mm-hmm. in God's kingdom. So don't feel compelled that you have to do one of those professions that the church is kind of leading you to. Mm. Reach right. out. Right. Think outside the box. Branch out. Yeah. Well, and, and feel free to do that and not not feeling like, well, I really should be a doctor because I think that's what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. That may be true, but make sure it's true. And maybe God wants you to be something else. Mm. Great advice. Well, Dr. Evans, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Morning. My name is Brian, and this has been Around the Loop. Thanks for joining us on another trip Around the Loop. Perhaps after listening, you have a desire to learn more about Weimar Institute and the people who make this campus a reality. Maybe you're even curious about joining the family. If you have any questions at all, feel free to check us out online at weimar.edu or on your favorite social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Weimar Institute. We're on YouTube as well, where you can watch a short film on our guest speakers. And don't forget to subscribe to our show at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Melissa Osichuk, and this was Around the Loop.